Take your Bible, turn to Matthew 16. All right, Matthew 16, look at verse uh, 13. Matthew 16, 13. When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He saith unto them, But whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Then charged he his disciples that they should tell no man that he was Jesus the Christ. My message tonight is entitled, Was Peter the First Pope? Was Peter the First Pope? This passage is the proof text of the Roman Catholic Church for the papacy. So was Peter the First Pope? One of the greatest myths in not just Christianity, but throughout the world, is that the Apostle Peter was the first pope. I aim to destroy that myth tonight. Amen. Now, I've lived long enough to see the reign of six popes. John 23rd, Paul 6, John Paul 1, John Paul 2, Benedict XVI, and now Francis. There are a lot of unusual things about the papacy that have taken place during this time. The new pope, Francis, is the first pope to have the name Francis. Pope John Paul I, who died after being pope about a month, had one of the shortest reigns of any pope. You have to go back a thousand years to see that take place. Popes John Paul I and II are the only popes that I know of that have two names. Popes John Paul II, Benedict XVI, and Francis are the first non-Italian popes in hundreds of years. Pope Francis is the first non-European pope. Pope Benedict XVI was the first pope in hundreds of years to resign and not die in office. Pope John Paul II is the only pope in recent memory who took the name of his predecessor. I've seen what is called the Year of Three Popes, 1978. This is when the College of Cardinals of the Catholic Church elects two new popes in the same year. That had not happened for 400 years. Pope, uh, Popes John Paul XXIII and John Paul II were canonized recently by Pope Francis. Now, if you don't know what that means, don't worry about it. <laughs> because it doesn't mean anything as far as the Bible's concerned. The most unusual thing about the papacy 
is that people think it is biblical and that Peter was the first pope. So in relation to my question, was Peter the first pope, I want to talk about five things. Number one, the Roman Catholic Church on the papacy. Number two, ways Peter was like the pope. Number three, why Peter was not the first pope. Number four, who was the first pope? And number five, why does all this matter? All right, first of all, the Roman Catholic Church on the papacy. This is not Martin Luther's opinion. It's not my opinion. It's not your pastor's opinion. It's not some Baptist opinion. All right, here's some Roman Catholic sources. The Catholic Encyclopedia. Pretty good source, right, for the Catholic Church? Quote, Christ made Peter the shepherd of God's flock to take, to take the place of himself, the good shepherd. The Pope is the Bishop of Rome, who in virtue of his position as successor of St. Peter, is the chief pastor of the whole church, the vicar of Christ upon the earth. That's the Catholic Encyclopedia. All right, how about the Catechism of the Catholic Church? That sounds like a pretty authoritative source. Quote, the Lord made Simon Peter alone, whom he named Peter, the rock of his church. He gave him the keys of his church and, institu and instituted him shepherd of the whole flock. The Pope, bishops of Rome, and Peter's successor is the perpetual and visible source and foundation of the unity both of the bishops and of the whole company of the faithful. For the Roman pontiff, by reason of his office as vicar of Christ and as pastor of the entire church, has full supreme and universal power over the whole church, a power which he can always exercise unhindered. That's the Catechism of the Catholic Church. All right, here's the Roman Catholic Council, Vatican I. This was under Pope Pius IX. And this council issued a dogmatic constitution is what they call it, on Peter and the papacy. Here's what it says in chapter 4. We teach and define as a divinely revealed dogma that when the Roman pontiff speaks ex cathedra, that is, when in the exercise of his office as shepherd and teacher of all Christians, in virtue of his supreme apostolic authority, he defines a doctrine concerning faith or morals to be held by the whole church, he possesses by the divine assistance promised to him in blessed Peter that infallibility which the divine Redeemer willed his church to enjoy in defining doctrine concerning faith or morals. And then it says, if anyone rejects this definition, let him be anathema, let him be accursed. Now, the Catholic Church, the Pope has only made two ex-cathedra statements. And remember, these are said to be infallible. One of them was 1854, the Immaculate Conception of Mary. And the next one was 1950, the Assumption of Mary, that she just ascended bodily into heaven. Don't Muslims say that about Muhammad? All right, now, number two. Let's look at some ways Peter was like the Pope. In reply to those who say Peter was a Pope, I would say... Yes, in some ways, Peter was exactly like a pope. 
Now, the New Testament does mention Peter more than any other disciple. But it also records more of his errors than any other disciple. So, Matthew 16. You should be in Matthew 16. Let's look at some ways Peter was like the Pope. Look at verse 22. Matthew 16, 22. Then Peter took him and began to rebuke him, saying, Be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be unto thee. Peter was like the Pope because he rebuked the Lord. The Pope rebukes the Lord when he says that salvation is through baptism or the church or works. Because the Bible says, Ephesians 2, salvation is by grace through faith without works. So yeah, Peter's like the Pope. I'll agree with you. But um, how about another one? Look at 1623. 1623. But he turned and said unto Peter, Get thee behind me, Satan, thou art an offense unto me, for thou savorest not the things that be of God, but those that be of men. Peter was like the Pope because he savored the things that be of men. The Pope savors the things that be of men when he allows men to bow down to him, to kiss his ring and call him Holy Father. Bible says in John 17, God is the Holy Father. All right, turn to Matthew 26. We're looking at ways Peter was like the Pope. Matthew 26. Look at verse 69 and 70. Matthew 26, 69 and 70. Now Peter sat without in the palace, and a damsel came unto him, saying, Thou also was with Jesus of Galilee. But he denied before them all, saying, I know not what thou sayest. Peter is like the Pope because he lied. You know, the Pope lies when he says Mary was without sin. The Pope lies when he says Mary was a perpetual virgin. The Pope lies when he says Mary ascended bodily to heaven. The Pope lies when he says Mary is a mediatrix. My Bible says in 1 Timothy 2, if you remember from this morning, there's one God and one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. So yeah, Peter's like the Pope. He was a liar. All right, Matthew 26 again. Look at verse 71, 72. And when he was gone out into the porch, another maid saw him and said unto them that were there, This fellow was also with Jesus of Nazareth. And again he denied with an oath, I do not know the man. Peter's like the Pope because he denied the Lord. The Pope denies the Lord when he celebrates the Mass. The Catholic Catechism says the sacrifice of Christ and the sacrifice of the Eucharist in the Mass are one single sacrifice. My Bible says in Hebrews 10 that Christ offered one sacrifice for sins forever. All right, keep going. Look at verse 73. And after a while came unto him they that stood by and said to Peter, Surely thou also art one of them, for thy speech bereath thee. Then began he to curse and to swear, saying, I know not the man. And immediately the cock crew. Peter's like the Pope because he cursed and swore. The Pope takes the Lord's name in vain when he says that he and his priests have power to forgive sins. The Bible says in Mark 2.7 that only God can forgive sins. And in 1 Peter 2.9 that all believers are priests with direct access to God. 
All right, one more, Luke 5, 8. We're looking at ways Peter was like the Pope. Luke 5, 8. Luke 5, 8. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. Peter was like the Pope because he's a sinful man. The Pope sins when he says not to eat meat on Fridays during Lent. Or says there's even a such thing as Lent. The Bible says in 1 Timothy 4 that commanding people to abstain from meats is a doctrine of devils. I hope nobody in here is a vegetarian or even worse, a vegan. All right, number three. Why was Peter not the first pope? Why was Peter not the first pope? Now, I've got 31 reasons why he was not the first pope. The first two are pretty detailed. We're going to look at them in detail. And then the next 29 I'm going to run through quickly. This was not the night to forget your Bible. All right, let's look at the first two in some detail. Turn to 1 Peter 5.13. We want to look at why Peter was not the first pope. All right, 1 Peter 5.13. And the first reason why Peter was not the first pope is Peter was not in Rome. Peter was not in Rome. 1 Peter 5.13. Peter says, The church that is at Babylon elected together with you saluteth you, and so doth Marcus my son. Peter was not at Rome. Now, some of the church fathers say that Peter was twice in Rome under the emperors Claudius and Nero, but never that he had a place of primacy or influence in Rome. The Jews were expelled from Rome, Acts 18. Peter was a Jew, right? When Paul wrote to the church at Rome, he sent greetings to over 25 people, and he never mentions Peter. Pretty bad oversight if Peter was the Pope. This is, that's the end of Romans 16. In the six epistles Paul wrote from Rome, he never once mentioned Peter. When Paul was in Rome, he not only never mentioned Peter, but he said, only Luke is with me. So the first reason why Peter was not the first Pope is he was not in Rome. All right, now the second reason, you need to take your Bible... I wish you had more than two hands. John 2, John 6, Matthew 21. There's Bibles in the chairs in front of you, I'm told, if you do not have a Bible. Because you're going to need one. All right. Now, remember what we read in Matthew 16, 18. Jesus Christ said, upon this rock... Now, keep that in mind. I want you to look at John 2, John 6, Matthew 21. All right, John 2, look at verse 19 through 21. John 2, 19 through 21. Jesus answered and said unto them, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. Then said the Jews, Forty and six years was this temple in building, and wilt thou rear it up in three days? But he spake of the temple of his body. So what he's saying is, destroy this temple. 
He's referring to himself. Now look at John 6. John 6, look at verse 50. Jesus Christ says, This is the bread which cometh down from heaven, that a man may eat thereof and not die. He's talking about himself again. This is the bread. All right, Matthew 21, 44. Matthew 21, 44. Jesus Christ speaking again. And whosoever shall fall on this stone shall be broken. But on whomsoever it shall fall, it will grind him to powder. So he's talking about himself. This stone, this is the bread, this rock, this temple. Peter was not the rock. That's my point. Peter was not the rock. Jesus Christ was the rock. In John 1.42, Peter's called a stone. In 1 Corinthians 10, Jesus Christ is called the rock. Now, he's not just the rock, he's the foundation. He's the chief cornerstone, and he's also a rock of offense to those who stumble at the word. So the rock of Roman Catholicism is not our rock. Deuteronomy 32. We sing on Christ the solid rock I stand. We sing my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. We sing the church's one foundation is Jesus Christ her Lord. So Peter was not in Rome, and Peter was not the rock. Now, the rest of these we're going to run through quickly. If you miss some of them, just pick up the next one, okay? Now we're going to go in order, so let's start in Matthew 8. Matthew 8, 14. Why Peter was not the first pope. All right, Matthew 8, 14. And when Jesus was coming to Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother laid in sick of a fever. Peter lived in a house. The Pope lives in a palace. Now, the next one's also in this same verse. Look at it again. Peter was a married man. The Pope is a perpetual bachelor. All right, number five. Look at Matthew 14.30. Matthew 14.30, why Peter was not the first pope. Matthew 14.30. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. This is Peter. And beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. Peter knew he needed to be saved. The pope doesn't have a clue. Matthew 16.23, number 6. Matthew 16.23. We read this earlier, but notice. But he turned and said unto Peter, Get thee behind me, Satan. Peter was called Satan. Would the Pope claim to be a successor of Satan? All right. Number 7. Number 7, same verse. 16.23. Peter was an offense to Christ. The Pope claims to be the vicar of Christ. Matthew 18, 18. Number 8, Matthew 18, 18. Why was Peter not the first Pope? Matthew 18, 18. Verily I say unto you, Whatsoever ye shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever ye shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Notice it says you, that's plural. Christ is speaking to all the disciples. The same authority given Peter was given to all the disciples. 
The Pope, however, maintains the primacy of Peter. All right, Mark chapter 1. Why was Peter not the first Pope? Mark chapter 1, look at verse 16 and 17. Mark 1, 16 and 17. Now, as he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. And Jesus said unto them, Come ye after me, and I will make you to become fishers of men. Peter was a fisher of men. The Pope is a deceiver of men. Luke 18, number 10, Luke 18. Luke 18, 28. Why was Peter not the first pope? Then, then Peter said, Lo, we have left all and followed thee. Peter left all to follow Christ. The pope gained all by becoming a pope. Luke 22, look at verse 24. Luke twenty-two twenty-four. And there was also a strife among them, which of them should be accounted the greatest. This is the disciples. The disciples disagreed among themselves who was the greatest. The Pope says Peter was the greatest. John 21. John 21. Look at verse 7. John 21, 7. John 21, 7. Therefore, that disciple whom Jesus loved saith unto Peter, It is the Lord. Now, when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he girded his fisher's coat unto him, for he was naked, and did cast himself into the sea. Peter wore common clothing when he wore clothes. The Pope wears fine robes. John 21, look at verse 20. John 21, 20. Then Peter, turning about, seeth the disciple whom Jesus loved, following, which also leaned on his breast at supper, and said, Lord, which is he that betrayeth thee? Christ's beloved disciple was John. The Pope says it was Peter. Number 14, Acts chapter 3. Acts chapter 3. Acts 3, look at verse 6. Why was Peter not the first pope? Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Peter had no riches. The pope is surrounded by riches. Look at Acts chapter 8. Acts 8, look at verse 1. Acts 8.1. This is number 15. Acts 8.1. And Saul was consenting unto his death. That's referring back to Stephen. And at that time, there was a great persecution against the church which was at Jerusalem. And they were all scattered abroad throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. Notice that the mother church was at Jerusalem, not Rome. But yet the Pope rules from Rome, not Jerusalem. Look at verse 14. Acts 8, 14. Now when the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent unto them Peter and John. 
That tells us that Peter was subordinate to the church at Jerusalem. He was sent by the church. He didn't send someone else. So he was subordinate to the church at Jerusalem. The Pope is subordinate to no man. All right? Acts 10, number 17. Acts chapter 10, look at verse 25 and 26. Acts chapter 10, verse 25 and 26. And as Peter was coming in, Cornelius met him and fell down at his feet and worshipped him. But Peter took him up saying, stand up, I myself also am a man. Peter did not let men bow down to him. The Pope expects all men to bow down to him. Acts 15. Acts 15, look at verse 7. Why was Peter not the first Pope? Acts 15, 7. And when there had been much disputing, Peter rose up and said unto them, Men and brethren, ye know how that a good while ago God made choice among us, that the Gentiles by my mouth should hear the word of the gospel and believe. Peter preached the gospel. The Pope preaches another gospel. All right, Acts 15, look at verse 13. Acts 15, 13. And after they had held their peace, James answered, saying, Men and brethren, hearken unto me. The head of the first church at Jerusalem was James. It was not Peter. Yet the Pope claims apostolic succession from Peter. All right, 2 Corinthians chapter 12. This is number 20. 2 Corinthians 12, 20. 2 Corinthians 12, verse 11. I am become a fool in glorying, ye have compelled me. For I ought to have been commended of you. For in nothing am I behind the very chiefest apostles, though I be nothing. Notice chiefest apostles, plural. This shows you there was not a chief apostle. Yet the Pope says that Peter was the chief apostle. All right, Galatians 2. Galatians 2, number 21. Galatians 2, 7. Galatians 2, 7. But contrarywise, when they saw that the gospel of the uncircumcision was committed unto me, as the gospel of the circumcision was unto Peter. Peter's ministry was to the Jews. Yet the Pope claims to represent the church universal. All right, Galatians again. Look at verse 9. Galatians 2.9. And when James, Cephas, and John, who seemed to be pillars, perceived the grace that was given unto me, they gave to me and Barnabas the right hands of fellowship, that we should go unto the heathen and they unto the circumcision. Peter was only one of three pillars in the early church. The Pope claims to be the supreme pontiff. Galatians again, look at verse 11. Galatians 2.11. But when Peter was come to Antioch, I withstood him to the face, because he was to be blamed. Peter was not infallible. The Pope claims to be infallible. Colossians 1.18, number 24. Colossians 1.18. Why Peter was not the first pope? Colossians 1.18. 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 Coloss
And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. Christ is the head of the church. Yet the Pope claims that he's the head of the church. All right? 1 Peter, number 25. 1 Peter 1. 1 Peter 1. Look at verse 18 and 19. 1 Peter 1, verse 18 and 19. Let's get some things right out of Peter's mouth why he's not the first pope. Verse 18, For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. Peter did not value tradition. The Pope elevates tradition above the Bible. All right, 1 Peter 1.23. 1 Peter 1.23. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. Peter said the new birth was by the word of God. The Pope says the new birth is by baptism. All right, 1 Peter 5.1. 1 Peter 5.1 Peter says, The elders which are among you I, ex- I exhort, who am also an elder, and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, and also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. Peter was not above a pastor. The Pope claims to be above all church offices. All right, number 28. 1 Peter 5.4 1 Peter 5, 4. And when the chief shepherd shall appear, ye shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. Peter called Christ the chief shepherd. Yet the Pope considers himself the chief shepherd. All right, same verse again. 1 Peter 5, 4. It says you'll receive a crown of glory. Peter says that wearing a crown of glory is in the future. The Pope wears his crown now. All right. 2 Peter 1.1. 1, 1. Two more, right? 2 Peter 1.1. 1, 1. 2 Peter 1.1. 1, 1. Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ. Peter calls himself a servant. He calls himself an apostle. He didn't know he was the Pope. If he was the Pope, he would have said a servant, an apostle, and the Pope. The Pope never lets us forget who he is. All right, 2 Peter 1.16. Why was Peter not the first Pope? Here's the last reason. 2 Peter 1.16. For we have not followed cunningly devised fables when we made known unto you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of his majesty. Peter did not follow fables. The Pope follows fables when he says the Bible institutes any such thing as the papacy and apostolic succession from Peter. So that's why Peter was not the first pope. So that brings me to my next point, number four. 
Who was the first pope? Who was the first pope? There are actually three candidates. I'm not going to ask you to vote. I think it's going to be pretty evident. Okay. So who's the first candidate? The first candidate is a guy in church history named Leo I. He was the first real pope in the Roman Catholic sense. That was around 440 A.D. So that's uh, pretty late for Peter. All right, number two, here's another candidate. Look at 2 uh, Timothy 4.21. Just flip back a couple pages, 2 Timothy 4.21. The second candidate to be a pope is Linus. 2 Timothy 4.21. Do thy diligence to come before winter. Ebolus greeteth thee, and Pudens, and Linus, and Claudia, and all the brethren. So there is someone named Linus, and the church father Irenaeus, and the church historian Eusebius, both make Linus the first bishop of Rome. And if you look at the official Roman Catholic list of popes, guess who's listed as the second pope? Linus. So that's a candidate to be the first pope. But I got a better one for you. And his name is Paul. If anyone should be called the first pope, it should be the Apostle Paul. Let me give you some reasons why. In Romans eleven thirteen, Paul was the apostle to the Gentiles. In 1 Corinthians four seventeen, Paul is said to be the teacher of the churches. In 1 Corinthians 7.12, Paul's commands were said to be on the same level as the Lord's. In 1 Corinthians 11.11, Christians are told to follow Paul. In 1 Corinthians 16.1, Paul gave orders to the churches. In 2 Corinthians 11.28, it says Paul had the care of the churches. In Galatians 1.8, Paul put a curse on people. In Galatians 1.11 and 12, Paul received special revelation from God. In Galatians 2.11, Paul rebuked Peter. I like what Calvin said about that. And here the Roman papacy is struck down by another thunderbolt. In 1 Thessalonians 4.2, the Bible says Paul issued commandments. In 2 Thessalonians 2.15, Christians are, are to hold Paul's traditions. In 1 Timothy 1.11, it says the gospel was committed to Paul's trust. In 2 Timothy 1, verse 16 and 17, it tells us Paul was actually in Rome. So who was the first pope? Now, of course, I'm using that in a loose sense, okay? It was Paul. He was the first pope. It certainly wasn't Peter. Now, my last point is why does all this matter? I know some of you are saying, okay, okay, I get the point. Peter was not the first pope. And there's no such thing as the office of the papacy. So why all this negative talk? Why does all this matter? Why does it matter what the Catholic Church says about the papacy? Why does it matter the ways Peter was like the Pope? 
Why does it matter that Peter was not the first pope? Why does it matter who the first pope really was? Well, I'm going to give you seven reasons why it does matter whether Peter was the first pope. Number one, it's a lie. All lies should have the light of truth shown on them. Economic lies, scientific lies, historical lies, political lies. And, of course, the biggest lies are religious lies. You have to be... Uh, you have to speak in tongues to prove you're, you know, full of the Holy Ghost. You have to baptize a baby to wash away original sin. You can lose your salvation. I could just go on and on. The, the biggest lies are religious lies. That's right. So number one, it's a lie. That's why it matters. Number two, it is one of the oldest, most widespread, and most enduring false teachings in Christianity. That's why it matters. Number three, the largest Christian denomination is built on a lie. The foundation of their church is this thing in Matthew 16 and Peter being the Pope. Number four, millions of people who profess to be Christians can tell you that Peter was the first Pope, but they have no idea what biblical Christianity really is. Number five, Catholics are the most deceived people more so than adherence to false religions because they are deceived about Christianity, which is the true religion, as I pointed out this morning. They think they have the true religion. They're close to the truth. But yet they're so far from it. Number six, when the world thinks of Christianity, it usually thinks of the Catholic Church. The Catholic Church speaks to the world as the true church founded on Simon Peter, and the world accepts it. The world is deceived almost as much as Catholics are. All right, number seven. Why does all this matter? You should know more about the doctrines of the Catholic Church than any other cult or religion. The chances are you're going to run into a Catholic ten times before you run into a Buddhist a JW, a Mormon, or a Muslim. That's, right. yeah. That's why all this matters. Not because we hate Catholics. Amen. Not because we think that only Baptists are saved. Now, I'll say this regarding Baptists and Catholics. There are only two groups that claim to go back to the New Testament. Presbyterians, Methodists, Nazarenes, all these people... They can identify the founding of their denominations in the 1500s or whatever. There's only two groups that claim to go back to the New Testament. And the Catholics, they're built on Peter. The Baptists are built on the Bible. So take your pick, Peter or the Bible. I'm going to take the Bible. Pastor Alton.